0: Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice.
1: Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern, and as always, I am so grateful to have you joining me today. Also, I want to say a big thank you and welcome back to my dear friend Melina Puente. Melina, thanks for coming back once again. So glad to be here, Carrie. So we've been in Romans 8 a couple weeks now. Many weeks ago, we started out at the end, Romans 8, verse 39. So we came back a couple weeks ago, and we started in Romans eight eleven, And we talked about the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And then last week, we were in Romans 8.15, and we talked about that spirit of adoption that destroys the abandonment in our lives, and the importance of crying out, Abba, Father, and claiming that we belong to Him, and we will obey Him in prayer. I twisted your arm just a little bit, got you to come back (laughs) one more week. And this week, our final week in Romans chapter 8, we're going to be looking at verse 26. So I'd like to read verse 26, and then, Melina, if you would pull out the the truth of verse 26 that you would like to share with our listeners. I'll come back then and I'll share a little bit of the context of the passage, share a truth as well. And then of course, as always, we'll move into our choice. Romans 8 26 says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words." Man, I love this passage. It's one of my favorites, and I'm really good at saying, I don't know how to pray. Holy Spirit, pray for me. So this is also something you're really passionate about. So I'm anxious and excited to hear from you. Melina, in this verse, promising us that we don't know how to pray, we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit's going to pray for us. What is the truth that you would like to draw out for our listeners this week?
0: Well, one of the things, Carrie, that was so powerful for me when I first accepted the Lord. I had two women in my life that were just giants of faith, these two amazing ladies, and they mentored me my first couple years. They showed me how powerful God is and that he really wants to move mountains for us. That when we ask for things, God wants to move powerfully. And so they had the greatest amount of faith. And I think for me, just that knowing without a shadow of a doubt, God hears my prayers, and He wants to move mountains. And so that posture has continued as I have walked with the Lord, and more than anything, that my posture of humility and surrender are Mm -hmm. the key for me to experience Holy Spirit-led prayer and to surrender to that. Mm -hmm. When I want something or I'm not in a peaceful place, my prayers, I make them about me and I'm in my head. The Mm -hmm. truth for me is that I have to surrender. I've got to be humble to experience the healing and the peace and the power that is available
1: through the power of the Holy
0: Spirit when I pray.
1: 100%. And with that surrender, that humility, I think it comes out of a place of knowing how much we're loved. Yes. Right? I can't surrender to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. You're going to need to pray for me. It's like free falling, right? It's like jumping out of an airplane spiritually. And you're going to catch me because you love me. So if we don't have that spirit of adoption on us that we talked about last week, yes. if we're operating in abandonment, I would say for me personally, I can't speak for everybody listening, but for me personally, if I don't know that I am his child and he loves me desperately and He has adopted me and I'm a full heir, there is no way that I'm going to trust him to pray for me because Fear tells me, "Oh, you've got to, you've got to take charge here, girlfriend. You've got to be in control, and you've got to tell God how to do it, <laughs> right?" And for me personally. Yes, I agree with you. It's, it's about that surrender. It's about that humility. But what I love about this verse is it's tucked in, sandwiched in to a very powerful, almost poetic chunk of scripture that starts in verse 18. So if you were to open your Bible up to Romans chapter eight, the header on verse 18 says the future glory. Mm. And so verses 18 through 26, just preceding our verse of the week, they talk about how we are suffering it's this it's this picture of a woman being in labor and waiting for the child to come this these labor pains that's the picture that we're given here, what we feel like is, God, when are you coming back? Like, when are you coming for me? I'm waiting on you. And there's pain that comes in that place of waiting. There's suffering that comes in that place of waiting. But it's in that posture of being so dependent on him and so desperate for him that we truly and fully can experience how much he loves us. Mm, Yes. Melina, a couple weeks ago, I had my mom on as a guest and we were talking about when my younger sister connie had her brain tumor and she had a 13% chance of normalcy a normal life and health after that that brain surgery and we talked about mom and i did about walking around the hospital and praying and in my mind it's one of those times where i have never experienced the holy spirit praying for me more powerfully because we were so dependent on him yes And so for me personally, if I'm being really candid, I experienced the Holy Spirit praying through me powerfully on behalf of somebody else before I experienced it personally. It's like, Mm. I know how much you love Connie. So you're going to pray through me. You're going to pray for me now for my sister. But then as my relationship with the Lord has grown and I have said, Lord, make me humble, help me to surrender so I can say to you, I don't know how to pray. Just because I have a seminary degree doesn't mean I know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And it is born out of knowing how desperately I am loved. So the other side of this, we talked about the future glory, the suffering, this, this picture of childbirth and labor pains the two verses right after verse 26 Molina, verses 27 and 28 say this and the father who knows all hearts knows what the spirit is saying for the spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with god's own will and we know that god causes everything to work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purposes for them Now, Romans 8, 28 historically is one of those verses that people kind of slap on to situations that they don't understand, like keep the faith, keep your chin up. God works everything together for good. But it's so important that we understand the context of God working everything together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It's in praying in the spirit. It's praying his will, not our will. It's fully surrendering to the fact that I am in this spirit of adoption, verse 15 I am filled with the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead chapter 8 verse 11 and because I am filled with the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead because I have been adopted and I am not abandoned I know how dearly and desperately I am loved holy spirit I turn myself over I surrender myself to you now and would you pray for me because I don't know how to pray yes and in that place of surrender we are out of the way And we can truly see him at work on behalf of our dearly loved family and friends, but also in a very personal, very intimate way in our own lives. And I know that you've experienced that, Melina. So what is the choice that you would encourage listeners to make based on this passage?
0: this part you've spoken to regarding knowing you're loved, I think is, you're right, is the biggest piece. For me this last year, it has been beloved, just that word to focus on for me Mm -hmm. in operating in I am chosen, I am loved, that the choices I make and the things I do to be born out of that lens and that perspective have allowed my prayer time to even grow a little deeper. About 10 or so years ago, I remember praying about just the idea of being single and what am I doing about this and how do I feel about this? And just in that time of prayer, the word protection came and the idea of my my singleness has been his protection. I have held that and I have honored that space, but still wondering like, hey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it comes up every now and again, this place of when is it time? Mm -hmm. About a week or so ago, in some time of prayer, The Holy Spirit just drew me to a deeper place and just a precious experience with him where I had not agreed with the lie that said, I am abandoned or I am not loved, and that I had to hold the truth that God is enough and that I am his beloved. And it was in that time, that really precious intimate time, that the Holy Spirit just revealed a picture to me of me being at a wedding in a dress, but Jesus is my husband, Mm. And the Holy Spirit just basically tugged at my heart and said, you are married. Mm. And for me to be able to think, oh, my gosh, I've missed it. Like, I didn't see this. And there was this joy that welled up in me at the understanding and that my relationship with Jesus is a marriage because it's a covenant I made with him when I said yes. Mm. And being able to walk in the fullness of I am married and that relationship is on display 24-7 for everybody around me to see, I I just so appreciate the power and experience Mm -hmm. of that prayer time to now see myself as the beloved. And John 3, when it talks about he who has the bride is the bridegroom, when John is telling his disciples about Jesus, and I have to remember, who has you, Melina? Who has you? And it is Jesus. And so he is my bridegroom.
1: Yeah. So what you just did is you gave us an example that perfectly displayed Romans 18 all the way through verse 28, because you talked about this waiting season, this suffering, if you will, in waiting for what has been promised to you. You're waiting for a husband in the same way a woman who is pregnant is waiting for her child. It does. It it's not comfortable, but there's this hope. There's this anticipation. There's this you promised, and so it's going to happen, Lord. And then in the context of that, you don't know how to pray, as you so <laughs> clearly stated. You're praying for something. He's like, no, no. You're already married, and your spirit caught you and said, you're praying through your head. My spirit. Through you, Melina, is saying you're already married. So operate in the celebration and the joy of that. And then you got us all the way over to verse 28 because he's saying to you, I am working your singleness for your good. I work everything for your good as you are praying through the Spirit, as you're receiving truth through the Spirit, not through the lens of your super smart head not through reading more books or taking more classes. I mean, you have several advanced degrees. If, if this was just about education, you know, you would have got this years <laughs> ago. But this is an experience yes. of more yes. of his love. And this is a sanctification process. We are to, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through this posture of surrender and humility, experience him more deeply every day of our lives until we are face-to-face with Jesus in heaven yes. for all eternity. And that's what you're saying this is not an academic exercise of okay let's all learn how to pray better this is a surrender of our will it's a posture of humility it's a it's a remembering everything this passage has promised us from the very beginning in verse one there's no condemnation in verse 15 there's no abandonment in verses 31 through 39 there's no fear nothing could ever separate us from the love of god There's this reality that we're filled with the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and he is for us, with us, in such a powerful, personal way that he would even pray for us. We don't even know how to talk to the Father, but God in us, the Holy Spirit, prays to the Father for us through our great high priest, through our mediator, Mm, Jesus Christ. And that is unbelievable that is just like everything we could possibly ever need we've been given and I think it's so important that we don't just remember that he feeds the sparrows and he's going to feed us we don't just remember that we're his child and he would never withhold a good gift you know like that passage that says is a parent going to give his child a stone no I'm going to give you bread because you're my kid but he even prays for us We don't even have to know how to pray because he's saying the picture of spiritual maturity is dependency. The more we depend on him, surrender to him, respond in humility to him, the more we grow in Christ's likeness, we become more like him. It's so backwards (laughs) in our human super smart brains. But that's exactly what this posture is saying. And it's promising, Melina, I'm going to work even your singleness for your good. As you pray in accordance to my will, the thing that feels lost, the thing that feels painful and broken, the thing you're longing for, for you specifically, it's a husband. I've already satisfied that need in you, Melina. If you will only recognize that it's been satisfied and receive what I've given you. It's right there. But I need you to reach out. I need you to grab it, claim it, receive it. And that is true for all of us, Melina. That is the choice this week, isn't it? Is to say, I surrender Holy Spirit. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray because I don't know what I need. But Father, you created me. I'm your daughter. I'm your son. Only you know how to satisfy the longings and the desires of my heart. And Melina, I just know it to be true that all of us have things in our lives that God is saying, but it's already there. I've already given it to you, but you need to receive it. I've already given you an answer to your longings, to your loneliness. I, I've already satisfied your fear in my love. I've already rescued you out of abandonment and into adoption. Amen. I've already called you out of condemnation and covered you with my worth and my value. But child, you've got to receive it. You've got to Amen. believe it. And this is one of those things that I challenge all of our listeners with you and I to choose in the coming week, Belina, to just like a child say, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. You know, a lot of our listeners like us, they have seminary degrees. And I think that we just need to set aside the learning, the knowledge and say, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, there's so much more that I can receive if I just say, Holy Spirit, pray for me now. Because only you know exactly what it is that is best for me, that the Father longs to give me. I don't know. I'm like a child. I don't know everything I need. I don't know everything that's best for me. But you are my Heavenly Father. And so I surrender my will to your own. Melina, do you have any closing thoughts for us today as we reflect on this passage, which has so much backed into it? I want to
0: just say walk in that fullness of the beloved, and that surrender in time of prayer to the Holy Spirit, it will will naturally flow out
1: of us. Mm. And it will transform our lives because it will take us from the limitations, the ceiling, if you will, of human head knowledge, regardless of our education, insight. Um, You know, this can go both ways. For some people, their education actually can be a stumbling block because they'll depend on it instead of the move of the Holy Spirit but it also is a powerful thing you know I talk to people a lot that say well I don't know if God could use me or I don't know if I'm qualified to serve the Lord because I don't have an education or I haven't really been a Christian very long I don't really know the Bible very well well you're invited to the Holy Spirit party right because the Holy Spirit prays for you so it doesn't require you to have a seminary education for God to use you like what you're saying it's I surrender. I'm going to come to you humbly and I'm going to let you pray for me through me because I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. So this is open and available to all of us, regardless of our education, experience, or background, regardless of if we were saved last week or 50 years ago. This power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is not a passive force and never do we get to experience it more fully and truly than when we say, Holy Spirit, pray for me now because it will allow us to walk through doors that we didn't even know existed, because the Holy Spirit will guide us, will direct us, will take us where the Father needs us to be, where the Father needs us to go. And we are promised by Jesus himself, wherever the Father leads us, he will go with us. We will not be alone. Melina, thank you so much for the gift of your presence your insight, your experience. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. This posture of surrender and humility that you operate in with the Lord is constantly a challenge to me. It's so encouraging to me. And I am so blessed by you. And I know my listeners, all of the listeners were so blessed by you today as well. Thank you, Melina.
0: Thank you, Carrie.
1: Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you for calling us to be like children. You don't minimize pain and suffering, Lord. In, in the context of our verse today, you're, you're saying we are suffering. There are difficulties. We are longing. We are groaning for more. But you take those groanings and you translate Holy Spirit, those groanings to the Father when we don't even know the words to pray. I thank you that you do take everything in our lives and work it for our good, Father, because your son Jesus came, and now because of Jesus, we have full access to you through your spirit. Everything that belongs to Jesus now belongs to us, and you have not abandoned us. You have never left us, and you never will. You are so close. You are so available that when we surrender to you, you will pray for us. You, God, through your spirit, pray through us, for us, back to you. That's mind-blowing. We can't understand your love. We can't hold it all in, but we want to say thank you today. Thank you for how much you love us. And I pray that the power of your love as we surrender in humility and say, Holy Spirit, pray for me, the will of the Father now. I pray that we would experience your love in a way that would transform us and grow us. And most importantly, make us more like your son, Jesus. And it is in the strong and powerful name of Jesus, I pray.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.